Hello, and welcome to another light reading podcast, the notebook edition. Congratulations, you've made it through another week. My name is Phil Harvey. I'm an editor at Light Reading. Uh, my name is Mike Dano. I'm also an editor at Light Reading. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. I'm Kelsey Zeiser. I'm the shortest editor at Light Reading. <laughs> All of those things are facts. And, um, uh, <laughs> and we're here at Mobile World Congress, sorry, MWC, Las Vegas. Uh, and we've been at the show all week, so it's pretty easy to tell what this notebook dump is going to be about. We're going to tell you stuff that we've seen or heard or otherwise discerned from being here at the show. Um, those of you who are uh, on audio, you're missing a glamorous spectacle behind us. We've got a Vegas sign behind us, and it's it's uh, uh, burning a hole in my head. Uh, but anyway, uh, Mike, Kelsey, what uh, do you guys want to? Who wants to start with what? What's fallen out of your notebook this week? You want? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I spoke with uh, NTT. They have a private 5G deployment. They said it's the largest in the U.S. Uh, with the city of Las Vegas. It's a CBRS municipal network deployment. All the acronyms in there. Um, so that sounds pretty cool. They've got some, um, you know, applications with um, schools and um, a lot of different organizations in the city. So that's kind of a big deal. This is a big area to cover too. Yeah. Why did they? Why did? Why did they go private wireless? Why not just uh, buy everybody a cell phone from whatever carrier? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's like security reasons, and yeah. um, it seems like everybody is going all in on private 5G yeah. right now. So uh, a lot of benefits there. Is it completely built, or are they? Uh, I believe it is in the works, so okay. I don't think they're fully deployed yet, but cool. they are excited about Good deal. Mike, anything happening? Yeah. No. <laughs> that was <laughs> it? Okay, we'll pass. Uh, <laughs> no, I, th uh, I'm, I actually got a bunch out of this show. Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff to talk about here, and, and all of it's sort of vaguely interesting. I, w I wouldn't say that anything, like, totally stuck out to me right away, but, like, I, I, there's there's a lot of stuff happening at this show that is not necessarily sort of the run-of-the-mill regular Mobile World Congress stuff like you know 5G right. revenues and that kind of stuff. So, for example, that uh, uh, right across the hallway from the press room was the satellite yes. session. It was packed, chock full. They would not let me in because wow. there were so many people. That Did you had pull the uh, Don't you know who I am? Oh, you know who I am. Right. And they said no. Oh. So, <laughs> oh yeah, it's a different industry. Uh, yeah, satellite. So yeah, I was like, okay, I guess you don't know who I am. So I left. So I didn't get to. Get, but they had, you know, uh, they had SpaceX was there, and OmniSpace, and Rivada was there as yeah. another company that's trying to launch hundreds of satellites. And so, you know, and that was just one of the many. Went to the Open RAN session. They had a millimeter wave session. Yeah, lots of stuff going on. I think there's a uh, there's a pretty. Uh, pretty high level of interest around satellite. I, I think it's one of those things that this industry is trying to understand as quickly as it can because it seems like there's a lot of unclaimed territory. There's like, oh, this could help our business model. How? I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Let, let, let's have a meeting. So the inter one of the interesting things about the satellite thing, speaking of that, was that um, so, th so there's a big agreement between Apple and Global Star. Mm -hmm. Global Star is the satellite company that is providing the satellite connection to the yep. iPhone 14. IoT specialist. The IoT specialist, long-time satellite yep. player. The problem is, though, is that uh, Apple is paying basically peanuts for that service. They pay $200 million all of next year okay. for that service, which really lowers 
the value for everybody else. Mm. Meaning that if you were if you're a competing company like Omnistar or Iridium or something and you want right. to sell a phone to satellite service. They've already set the market. Apple set the bar extremely uh. low for the revenues that you're going to make. And so now basically everyone else is going to try to raise the value of that industry knowing full well that Apple just took a bunch of the value out of it. Interesting. Already with its deal with Global Star. And it's the, uh, I mean, I guess they applied pricing pressure and, and just the market dominance thing. You know, it's like they're going to get, they're going to they're going to make this Global Star service uh, a star. So they, so the, so they get that discount, I guess. Yeah, But yeah. unfortunately, it might wreck an industry in the process. Oh, oh, oh well. well, Apple has some besides value. Besides so. that, yeah, besides <laughs> yeah. that, Apple never does anything wrong. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, so on the open RAN front, uh, you know, it's interesting because that's there's still a, a lot of like use case discussions and a lot of deployment discussions and uh, uh, things like that. Is there anything that's like really advancing the cause of open RAN in terms of mainstream carrier usage? Yeah, I, not yet. I would say. I mean, it, it's true that open RAN is still very much in its infancy. No. Uh, major support, particularly in the U.S., from any of the big sort of established carriers. But, you know, e even in the session uh, that was this afternoon, uh, we heard from Vodafone, mm -hmm. uh, came and talked and, you know, said said a lot of really good things about Open RAN. So, you yeah, know, they're I mean, a big proponent of yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so, and, you know, of course, Rakuten was there and they yeah. had their whole huge proponent of sales it. pitch yep. about Open RAN. So, you know, it's it, it had the feeling of, uh, of a session where you know they have a lot to say that there is momentum in the market and they're just trying to get it sort of to the next level. It was no longer trying to convince people that, hey, this works. Right. That, that's not the conversation they're having anymore. They're We're, trying to say, hey, this works, and you should you know, make it a, you know, a big part of your right. network building. Now it's more of a business argument or a deployment argument as opposed to a technical, can this be done kind of exactly. thing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, another thing, a, a thing I'm, I'm learning or learned from the show um, I'll, I'll sort of briefly put this all in, in a bucket uh, called everybody wants to do everything, um, which is generic, but it, it seemed like a couple of years ago, everybody was talking up ecosystems. Oh, we've joined this ecosystem or we're starting our own ecosystem. We're pulling in our partners. We're doing this thing. And what, what seemed to be behind that was nobody wanted to just sell a product or just sell connectivity because they felt like they were missing out on margin customer presence or maybe they just couldn't get the attention of the industry enough to justify that. Well, that discussion has kind of evolved to actually we'll do all the pre-certification and all the thinking stuff behind the scenes for you and you just call us and we'll give you whatever you need. And so T-Mobile's done that for enterprises, the T-Mobile for Business thing that was announced earlier uh, this week. Um, Dell is doing that for uh, service providers uh, deploying, uh, well, service providers and enterprises deploying all manners of infrastructure. Um, you know, just trying to kind of, they, they announced a deal with Wind River where they're sort of partnering with them and they'll soon be partnering with other, uh, uh, I would just say middleware type companies to uh, make buying infrastructure easy. Um, and Pivotal Comware, uh, you know, is doing that on the fixed wireless side. Uh, they're doing that for service providers. Their end audience is service providers. They're basically having service providers just sort of point to a spot, identify a problem, and we'll get everything together uh, that needs to be done, you know, rights of way, whatever, uh, software partners, and we'll go and provide coverage or extend your coverage to that thing. 
hardware all included. In, in each of those cases, the similarity is that it's not one company doing it by itself, but it is one company wanting to take credit for the totality of the result. And I found that interesting. That's, that's kind of the, of the ecosystem evolved, but I do wonder how much of that um, can happen before it starts confusing you know, the, the, uh, the end markets, you know, before the service providers and the enterprises go, well, wait a minute, you can do everything, and you can do everything, and you can do everything, so which one do I buy from? So that's, that, it's, it's all business model stuff, but I, I think that's a sign that maybe the industry's beyond 5G as just a connectivity cash cow, and they're thinking bigger now. Now we have to deliver all manners of stuff, or in the case of enterprises, we have to solve an actual problem, and then connectivity is just the secondary piece. Yeah, yeah, I think we've definitely moved past that discussion about connectivity. And, you know, how, isn't 5G so fast? Right, <laughs> so yeah, we're yeah. Not, we're not really talking about that anymore. It's how to package it, how to sell it. I don't know, is 5G so fast? Let's no, see. Fast. Gonna open my phone I have here? something oh. to add. Yes, okay. <laughs> I'm taking yes, the microphone please. back. Uh, I was speaking with uh, John Sweeney with DriveNets earlier today, and I thought he made a, kind of an interesting analogy um, to your point, Phil. He was talking about connectivity, like chips and salsa, like you kind of just expect it, you want it to be free or like really <laughs> cheap. You know, when you go to the Mexican restaurant, they immediately bring that out for you. And right. he was saying that, um, you know, folks don't want to pay as much for connectivity, but they are willing to pay for the applications that go on top of that. Um, so, yeah, I think it kind of goes along with, with what you're saying about Chips and salsa. Yeah, arrives at the table. Now I'm really hungry. No, I'm hungry. That's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. That All right. Good. Well, we can certainly do something about that. <laughs> um, so let's sign off. Uh, do we want to do, 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 uh, do the normal way or the, the weird way? Yes. Okay. Do you want to kick it off? Okay. Uh, thanks for joining us. No, I forget. It's listening, watching. Oh, thanks for watching. I thought I was watching. Oh, oh. This is professional broadcasting, <laughs> you guys. Professionals aware. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And have a great weekend. See, that wasn't so hard. <laughs>